Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. Woo! <laughs> it is Monday, August 24th. The year is 2020. Today's episode of Lockdown Spartans is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my probably sunburnt co-host Matt Sheehan. You know, I'm a lot of things right now. That's surprisingly against all odds, not one of them. Really? Yes. You're outside drinking all weekend and you're not yes. sunburned. Not you even a little bit. skin Matt. I know. I Dude, I, I'm as shocked as, as everyone else is. <laughs> that, that, that was that was like one of the main takeaways from the weekend when we all got back in the cars to, to head out. I was at a bachelor party um, in the middle of nowhere for, for everyone. Uh, drinking four thousand beers and being out in the sun for twenty five hours a day last weekend. Um, yeah. So, so that little woo I gave at the beginning of the show, like, just took so much out of me, right there. I, I'm running on absolute fumes right now. But you know what? Dang it! When a four star commits to Michigan State, you hop <laughs> on the microphone and you talk about it, baby. Woo! <laughs> Let's do it. Matt alluded to it. Michigan State. Mel Tucker, the recruiting train. Is Chew. rolling again. Chew haters. Let's go, baby. Woo! <laughs> yeah, Michigan State lands a uh, four-star recruit, Gino Vandemark from New Jersey. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I will sort of lay out some of his uh, abilities, what to expect from him as a recruit uh, in the first segment. And then after that, I kind of want to talk about where recruiting stands now, what the next couple of weeks could look like, some names to keep an eye out for. I know we did a little bit of this with Stephen Brooks. I also want to take your temperature, Matt. Oh, okay. Like wanna, physically or? Yeah, I want to okay. get a thermometer and sure. I want to gently put it under your tongue mm-hmm. with my hand caressing your forehead to see if you have a fever. Okay. I want to check your temperature on recruiting at Michigan State. For the 2021 class, because I, I think you've always been optimistic long term, but you were. Uh, it, it's you been were touch and go. Spooked. Yeah. You were a little spooked last month. Understandable. I, I, was, I so. was a little mopey zoo lion. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do on today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, are you ready? Oh, as ready as I, I, I ever will be. Yes. Or are you ready to bear with me today for another episode? I've been doing it for almost a year, so... Okay, perfect then. All right. I think I'll be okay. Let's rock and roll. Okay, so... One, Gino Vandemark. Yeah! Offensive guard. Woo. Six foot five, 295 yeah. pounds from St. Joseph Regional School in Montvale, New Jersey. Is Mel Tucker's first consensus composite four-star recruit. Since taking over at Michigan State, Matt, the New Jersey connection is burgeoning. Oh, the pipeline is solid. It's a it's a built foundation that is just gonna pour funnel and talent into the Mitten State. Hopefully, that, uh, that'd be pretty nice. That is something we will we'll talk about actually in a little bit, but something certainly to. I don't know, uh, not keep an eye on, but like really be like okay. Yeah. Just like get excited about that. Arch an eyebrow at yeah. Yeah, sure. I want you to get excited <laughs> about it. So, uh, Gino Vandermark commits. He was on campus in East Lansing last weekend, uh, checking things out with his high school teammate Audric Estime 
Estime Estime, who is a fellow four-star recruit, and then Kevin Wigington, who is the first member of the New Jersey Pipeline, laid the foundation yeah. for the New Jersey Pipeline, was also on campus, and he tweeted at me that there was... I, I See, I didn't... I, I don't think you saw this because you were off, off the grid. Totally, yeah. But uh, he tweeted at me because I said, oh, Wigginton is on campus, so are Vandemark and Estime. Like, let's keep an eye on their things, yada, yada, yada. And Wigginton, like, quote tweeted that and said, oh, there's another Jersey guy here, too, with, like, a shush sound or something like that. Like, and then he deleted it, like, ten minutes later. So, Interesting. Yeah, I don't ah. know. I don't, that, that caught some attention real quick, and he deleted it. I don't know if he wasn't supposed to say that or uh, what was going on there. Yeah, he got excited. So, yeah. That happens. There, uh, there appears to be a really strong New Jersey thing happening here, which is something to certainly keep an eye on because, uh, Matt, the state yeah. produces some really good football players. Small state, big on football. I like that. It's a good combination. Small state, big on football. You know what? That might be their state that. slogan. Yeah, do you know that? That's going to be stamped on a few license plates here in the future. I, I can see yeah. it now. I appreciate that. Um, just like. The the next year, real quick here, I'm going to pull up New Jersey, just so you guys have an idea, real quick, of the, the type of talent that comes out of New Jersey. So in the 2022 class, there is the number 13 player in the country is from New Jersey, number 84, who is uh, a tackle who is actually teammates with Kevin Wigington, a name to keep an eye on, Jacob uh-huh. Allen, who is a yeah top 100, uh, top 10 tackle in the class. Very nice. There's number 147, 197, 289, 304, 314. So we got seven four-stars, a bunch of really high three-stars that'll probably be close to four-stars. It's a solid state. You, you you think like New Jersey, you're like, oh, really? Like, yeah, New Jersey produces some pretty darn good talent and some really high-end players like Jabril Peppers from New Jersey, right? Was, was Rashawn Gary from New Jersey? I think so. I want to say he was, yeah. Yeah, they just randomly like, oh, yeah, every single year there's a super high five-star out of New Jersey. So it's a good state to uh, establish some connection in. Now, as for Vandemark, Mm -hmm. Matt, have you watched any of his film, anything like that? Do you have any impressions of him? I watched a little bit a few weeks ago, and uh, yeah, my impressions was, yep, that's that's a four star kid. That the, he checks all the boxes for that for sure, <laughs> and like the measurables too. That, that's that's a big kid coming to town, and that's uh, kind of what uh, this this new regime likes in their lineup. Yeah, so which is not a bad thing. He, he plays tackle in high school. I think he's. Mm-hmm. I've, I think I've seen some snaps of him at guard, but it's almost all tackle. And uh, he's listed at 6'5", 295. It's probably closer to 6'4", because we know how those things go. Somewhere in that range, yeah. though, uh, he is going to be kicking into guard when he gets yep. to MSU. He's not one of, like, Ethan Boyd in this class is 6'7", right? He's a tackle. Sure. The other tackle-type players that they've been offering, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, Really long arms. Some of them aren't even like 300 pounds yet, and that's fine. But you just want the big, giant, athletic frame, and then you turn it into a tackle. You turn the kid into a tackle. So Vandemark's not that. He's very much, we all love the cliche, the road grader, right? Right, yeah. Right, right, please, yeah. You know, when I say something like this, respond. 
you know, if you could do me I that. did. I, I think we have a little connection issue, but yeah. Oh, oh yeah. do we? Which, I'm which, sorry. Which is fun. <laughs> but we'll, so- we'll, we'll persevere <laughs> and, and roll on here. <laughs> My apologies. I was no, just no, like no, waiting fine. for like, mm-hmm. okay. So he's, he's a road grader. He's going to be a guard. Uh, he moves quite well for someone of his size. Mm-hmm. Uh, he moves better like if he's doing a trap block. And he's not going to do that at MSU so long as this coaching staff is still there. There's not going to be like the typical power plays you're used to with D'Antonio <clears throat> with the old scheme with, with linemen moving like that behind the line of scrimmage. He's going to be someone who I think will work really, really well in the zone because he's got good feet. He can get out into space. Uh, he is, how do the kids say it? Mean. Sure, just a bully. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a mean football player. Uh, he likes to bury kids, um, and he's strong as hell. Like if And if you just sort of... I don't know. Um, sometimes high school kids who are 300 pounds, you're like, all right, I see it. You got to work on the body, though, right? Mm-hmm. We're right, going right. to take some of the gut and we're going to move it to the upper body, right? That's a pretty yeah, exactly. standard standard weight transfer once you go from like a really good high school prospect into college. Just take some of the gut and move it to the upper body and into the, the lower body and the legs, right? Totally, yep. So it's good weight. Uh, he looks like physically like, okay, he's not carrying – a bunch of weight is not going to have to like transform like he looks really athletic at that size and that's for a whatever 16 17 year old kid who is damn near 300 pounds and still learning the finer things and getting used to being a really good football player and all that for him to look the part essentially is impressive already like he's going to get bigger and stronger but he doesn't have a ways to go and so he, he carries it really well, he, and then that allows him to be more athletic than you would think of a typical 300-pound person, which is good, Matt. You want that. Yeah, he looks like he was put on this earth to play interior line at a Big Ten he school. He, he was he, a, a, a complete prototype for a Midwest football interior yeah. lineman. Yeah, he absolutely does. Like, There's like definition <laughs> like in his arms. And stuff. Like, How does that mm-hmm. make sense? You're 300 pounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and I I would imagine once he gets to MSU, that'll get he'll get even bigger and stronger, and and that'll be great. Uh, some things he's gonna have to work on. Like right now, he's just so strong that he can just grab. He literally, I think the first play on his highlight is he just grabs someone and throws them like a a, a, a doll. That must think, be so fun. Doll. That that's yes. gotta be a blast. Oh, I, I imagine, man. Um, but that sort of thing results in holds and. It's high school football. Holding is looser. Uh, there's a number of plays on his like highlight film, right? That it, that's the good cut up, where you can look at him like that's probably a hold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, no flag is no flag though. <laughs> He's not going to be able to toss around college defensive linemen like that. Right. Uh, but if he Could puts his hands on the outside, yeah, if he puts his hands on the outside of their shoulder pads, he's going to end up getting a holding call. So. Got to work on some hand placement stuff, uh, like every single tackle prospect or offensive line prospect. You know, he's a tackle. He's got to work on kick step getting back, uh, but that's not a big deal. Uh, not as big a deal because he'll be moving inside to guard. And like I said, he's got good feet, so I wouldn't imagine he's going to be struggling too much to make that transition. Um, 
He's someone that you could see, uh, not as a true freshman, hopefully. If he's playing as a true freshman, it'd be like last season where you're like, oh, we need Nick Samak and J.D. Duplain mm-hmm. and Devontae Dobbs to play because we don't have any uh, any healthy bodies. But Correct. as a redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore, he's someone who you could see like, yep, as soon as he's developed, as soon as it's his time, he will be a, a starter on this team entrenched and someone who you can lean on and be like, yep, that's a really good football player. Solid ceiling, uh, solid floor, and just like you put it uh, at the beginning, like, yep, that's a four-star recruit. That's someone who should come in and be a starter in a couple of years at at your program. Yeah, especially with a guy like Coach Cap, too, because like I'm really high on him and what he'll be able to do with an offensive line. So, yeah, offensive line so far for this class, uh, okay, we'll take it. All things considered, pretty good, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Let's talk about Coach Cap uh, after the break. I want to talk about him because, yeah. It might be the most underrated hire that uh, Mel Tucker made. So we'll do that here in just a second. First, a word from rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds. That's right, hundreds of manufacturers. Matt, just name car parts. Brake pads. Got it. Gas pedal. Got it. Carpet. Got it. Headlamps. Got it. Tail lamps. Got it. Uh, like little uh, valve covers for... Uh, I'm F-word. sure they've got it. I don't oh, even yeah. know if that's Let's a go. thing, but they've got it. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Sorry, I had to stifle a burp. Oh, Why nice. spend up to twice as much for the same parts, Matt? Would you do it? No, if I was a clown, I would, yes. If you were a clown, you would do it, but you are not clowns, so don't do it. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right, Matt. So. I think in the early going here, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like recruiting, Coach Cap is kind of uh, not uh, sorry for the pun here, but like bringing the juice, right? No, That's I love that. Thing. Yeah, juice well played. Squad. Well played. Yeah, he's the one who I don't. Know, so he, he brings in a four star kid. Right. That's that's yep. nice. Very. Yeah. Uh, out of New Jersey, someone who I don't know. Like even last year, they probably wouldn't have been able to land. Someone, uh, I would assume no. Yeah, not to assume, but no, no. They're in the final two with uh, Mike Mislinski. They lose out to Texas. And, you know, right now Michigan State's not quite in a place to have a kid from Florida choose them over going to play at Texas, right? Not really. Uh, Apparently not, yeah. (laughs) It's tough. Maybe in a few years, but... For him to, and, and Ms. Linsky talked a ton about uh, Cap and just the relationship and how much he enjoyed him and, and wanted to play for him. And I think that the fact that he was in the final two with Texas kind of speaks to his abilities as a recruiter. Everyone who has said anything about him, it's been like glowing. Um, and mm-hmm. there's been other recruits tweets about it. Players that aren't even offensive linemen tweeting about him and just like post on social media. Like it just, he seems like 
for how we all know, like offensive line is so incredibly important, and it's been a spot at Michigan State for a long time, despite all the success that it was just like, man, sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes you feel like Mark Staten's doing a good job, and then there's just way too many times where like he just wasn't getting it done. They weren't bringing in enough high level offensive line recruits. Developed a couple of guys, but not enough. There's some years it feels like they can run the ball, and other years it's just like uh, again, really three point eight yards per carry. We're doing this again. First oh, and yeah. ten run, yeah. First and ten run for one yard. We can't get a push. Yada yada yada. Right. It feels like with Cap that there's a chance Michigan State could have like a really good offensive line. Like they're not gonna. Not this year, but and they're not going to reach like Wisconsin levels right away. But like in the way Wisconsin's like, yeah, you want a lineman, go to Wisconsin, right? Yep. Like if if caps around recruiting, coaching, and sticks around, like in five years, I could be like, I could see like, oh yeah, Wisconsin, Michigan State. You know, if you want a good lineman in the Big Ten, go to Wisconsin, go to Michigan State, look at Ohio State. Like just in terms of like specific lineman recruiting and development. That seems like a possibility, whereas with Staten, it was just like, yeah, sometimes they can be pretty okay. Yeah, sure, sure. And I do think it will be kind of good off the jump here, maybe the, the first position group that really grows um, under this new staff. And I, I know, like, we, we just talked about how, you know, the recruiting for O-line wasn't great, but we do have to give the hat tip to the Dobbs, Duplain, and Samick trio. Like, that's solid. Now, I think with cap with those guys we'll be able to get something going here in year one whether that happens in the spring or next fall or five falls from now whenever football first happens next um but yeah he's got a good base to work with and the recruiting that he's bringing into right now solid solid i mean heck we're just talking about a four-star kid that just committed out of new jersey yeah we, we like to see that and also i know we talked about it a few months ago when he was first hired but yeah he had that one year at colorado just in that one year, though, he brought that offensive line from pretty bad, like I, I think like second to worst in the conference, to uh, just about well top of the tier in the Pac-12. Just in one year, not bad, not bad at all. Yeah, they improved in uh, like all the efficiency stats uh, in his first year, which is always nice to see that. But yeah, I'm glad you brought him up at the end of last segment because I could see that in a few years we're just like, yep, yeah, Cap was like. I, I do believe in this staff. I think the defensive staff's really good, and I'm really intrigued by what they have on offense. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, with Cap, we, in three years, we're like that was the best hire of the bunch. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, Harlan Burnett's great. We know that. Trestle's great. Burnett, or Burton's great. Uh, Hazleton, we think is going to be great, but I could see there's an argument to be made, I think, that in a few years you could look back and be like, yeah, that was the big one. The totally. Getting him... Offensive line, run game coordinator, that was the huge one. So, um, All right, so let's talk about the, the 2021 class where it sits in the next couple of weeks here, Matt. That sounds like a great idea. So they were 73rd <laughs> in the country before Vandemark committed. Have you looked at their updated rankings? Uh, of course not, no. Okay, no. if you had to guess. So they were 73rd. If you had to guess... How high did his commitment, one player committing, mm-hmm. how high did it make them jump? Give me uh, 47 sounds like a nice number. Are they at 47 now? Or is that too much? You think one player got, you're so bad. Okay, well, you were building up so much. I was like, well, it can't be that much. Wow, this is going to be a big number. I'm going to be surprised it's, here. But no, I, 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 I overthought it. I overthought it. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want from me. For, you think they jumped 
25 spots from By the way, player. you're talking about, like, well, you'd be surprised if one player jumps. I'm working at 5% brain capacity today. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I would, think a, I would think one player would be worth, like, a couple spots, but they jumped to 66. It's not a huge jump. It's seven oh, spots. Oh, that's still solid, nice, though. Yeah, that, nice okay. yeah, it was more than I thought. I was like, oh, maybe they'll go from 73 to 69. Nice. <laughs> Hey. But they went all the way to 66, man. Okay, that's uh, that's not necessarily 47. Do you know what? No, I'm going to stand by this. That's trash. That's good. No, um, that's 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 uh, pretty impressive. That's that's a healthy jump for one kid. Good on Gina. Look yeah, at you. It's, it's Already okay. making moves so, here, kid. Look at you go. <laughs> so last year the class was 43rd in the country, and the average player rating was 85.68. Kind okay. of the second worst year for D'Antonio. This year, the player rating is 85-5-1. So they're really close there. And there's a couple of players here coming up. The first one, Audric Estime, who is Vandermark's high school teammate. Uh, all the crystal balls have him going to MSU. Uh, all signs are pointing to Michigan State's going to land him. He is number 343 in the country. Uh, number 18 running back, 7 in New Jersey. Another four-star player. Uh, I would think once he ends up committing, their average player rating will jump last year's. Like it'll go okay. over the eighty-five-six-eight. Just quick math. Uh, and in that case, you know you're looking at a if if it holds from last year, right? So eighty-five-six-eight gets you forty-three. Mm-hmm. If they're at eighty-six, even let's say, you know it's fortieth, something like that. Extrapolate it out with a full class, fortieth. Better than right? forty-seven. Yeah. Better than 47. Yeah, a lot of their thing is just they only have 13 commits, and a right, lot of right. teams ahead of them have more. So I think the, the point of what I'm saying here is there were certainly some hairy moments, and, and there's still work to be done because they got to add like 12 more players to this class, 10 to 12 more players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Estime and then Makai uh, Bayer, who is... Uh, 86-27 in uh, his player rating number 695 in the country and you know 24-7 has him as the number 7 player in New Jersey 87 so like a good recruit it's got Kentucky, Michigan State Nebraska, Ole Miss, West Virginia it seems like he might be the next one from New Jersey to uh, go to Michigan State if those two guys are on board you're looking at a class that could be like I don't know 36, 38 on, on track for that and all okay. of a sudden what looked to be like potential disaster is like, all right, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's path to getting a decent start, right? And they wouldn't even have to land any like Rayshon Benny, who they're not going to get, or flip, make any big flips of like Jamari Button or, or Jaden Reed or anything mm-hmm. like that. The, the Detroit kids who are at Penn State, they wouldn't even have to do that. Just like fill it out with solid players. And you'll land somewhere between 35 and 40. And honestly, considering everything, Matt, that seems okay, right? Yeah, to, yeah, I, I think so. Not, not, not to tease my temperature check coming up, but uh, yeah. <laughs> That's easier. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, it's funny. You, you add a four-star and all of a sudden things start to look okay. It helps, yeah. Get, helps. Get, get, getting good recruits helps. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, as for like average, so in the Big Ten, they're thirteenth in the Big Ten, which I don't like that. <laughs> okay, okay, is is a big yikes. But they are ahead of Rutgers, Illinois, 
and Purdue in the average player rating. And, yeah, I said Illinois, okay? Mm-hmm. So they're really, I mean, it's not great, but they're like 11th. Hey. Hey. But, it, so they're 85-5-1. Like, Northwestern is just ahead of them. Indiana is right there. Nebraska is right there. Iowa and Minnesota and Maryland are all within striking distance. Like, I think they'll, I think they'll end up somewhere like 7th, 6th or 7th in the class, in the conference, based on average player rating. And if they sign a big class... Like, Michigan's done. Michigan has 21 players in their class. Oh, wow. They're they're done. Ohio State has 18. They're about done. Maryland has 20. Iowa has 17. Like, a lot of... Rutgers has 21. Now, Rutgers is going to bring in a lot of kids because they're flipping the program. Right. But once Michigan State gets to 20 to 25, they're going to be right in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten, I think. Okay. Okay. You promise? I do. I mean, it's just math. Yeah, no, I, and that's not my strong suit, obviously, clearly. Yeah, um, unless they miss out on everyone and they're just filling out the class with kids with just seven Mac me, offers. Meet me and you, mission. right. Yeah, which I don't think they're going to. There's still plenty of like solid players, and heaven help them if they're able to flip that top 100 kid from USC, which right. I, I don't know that I'm holding my breath there, but like, hey, there's, there's it's room. It's out there, yeah. Yeah, there's room for this to be an okay Class. There's there's a path to this being a solid first class, considering a pandemic, considering all that. I think we, not we, I shouldn't say we, but I think some people overreacted after um, Andrew Anthony <laughs> committed to Michigan over Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Guilty as charged. Speaking of, let's take a temperature check. We'll do that after a quick commercial break. But first, a word from Home Field Apparel. Yeah, buddy. Home Field. Whoop. Rocked one of their shirts over the weekend. Super comfortable. I was just going to ask. I wore one today. Nice. Which one? Uh, the Dunking Sparty. Oh, same here. Look at us. Nice. So, Little shirt twins. <laughs> I am. I've still got my promo code. I've yet to use it. I'm waiting. And I think I might pull the trigger now because they just released Slippery Rock. Clothes the on Saturday. Logo with the are, rock in the fur coat is the most fire thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> they are incredible. They make Homefield makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel with incredible vintage marks from old programs, yearbooks, things like that. They've got so many cool MSU logos uh, that they just released actually at the beginning of August. You can check it all out. Homefieldapparel.com. And it's not just MSU in the state. They've got Central, Eastern, Western, Northern Michigan, Grand Valley, Ferris, Wayne State, UDM Hope. Fire all their Dutch. stuff. All their stuff is incredible. I, we cannot sing their praises enough. Homefieldapparel.com. And right now, mm. you can get 20% off your first purchase of Homefield Apparel gear at Homefieldapparel.com with code on Spartans. That's one word on Spartans. 20% off. And I just if you like college sports, if you like cool, unique uh, clothing items that are funny and cool and just really awesome to wear and a comfortable shirt, mind you, just yeah, go check super. out homefieldapparel.com. Just go look at all their stuff. It is truly incredible. All the schools that they're featuring, there's so many awesome things. They have incredible. They've, they've been doing this new release stuff, and the Tulane gear is incredible. Hawaii. They did pit stuff, which is awesome. Oh, Their yeah. Virginia Tech stuff was sweet. 
the Yukon stuff was awesome. Like, just go check it out. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code ONSPARTANS, one word, ONSPARTANS, to get 20% off your first purchase. That's homefieldapparel.com, promo code ONSPARTANS. All right, Matt, it's time for a temperature check. All right, Dr. Zen. All right. Um, should we, you know, Hold on. Okay, okay, so, sorry. I guess I should have you ask the question before I just start answering uh, nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's better that way. I would say so. Sorry about that. I got a little too excited there. That's okay. That's on me. So about a month ago, uh, Andrew Anthony, East Lansing High School receiver who had been favored to, predicted to uh, commit to Michigan State, instead surprises everyone, except for, I guess, the predictors in in two days before his uh, commitment, but pulls Mm -hmm. the old switcheroo, commits to the University of Michigan, and becomes the fourth receiver in their class. He, he Instead of being the top player overall in Michigan State's class and the only receiver, he instead chooses to go to Michigan, be the number four receiver in their specific class, like the number four one in the 2021 class. And I think that says a lot. And Spartan Nation was not happy. I'm raising my hand on the other side of this microphone. Yeah. 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 Yes. Not not thrilled. And Michigan fans were letting you hear it. Like, oh, you couldn't even get this one. He's barely, he's like our number 18 recruit and he can't even get like all that. He's in East Lansing. He plays in East Lansing. You can't even get an East Lansing player. I know. I know. I know. And it was fair and it was legit. It was very valid. Yeah. (laughs) That's the worst part about it. And the morale was low. It had been a while since there's any recruiting news. Jake Renda, who is a tight end, committed to Michigan State for a week and then flipped to Pitt a no. week later. And it had been a while since there was much good news. We got Alex Okello news the week before or week before uh, the Vandemark commit, so that was nice. But a month ago, it just it was dry. It was no momentum. Fans were worried, what we pay all this money for? He's supposed to be a recruiter. Mel Tucker's supposed to be recruiting, recruit, recruit. Staff's supposed to recruit, recruit, recruit. Why can't they recruit? What's going on? Matt, you were concerned. I ask you now, sure. about three and a half weeks later, how are you feeling? What is your temperature on Michigan State recruiting for sure. This is going to be a, a, a high chance of a ramble right now, so you got to keep me in check here and interrupt if you if I just keep going and going and going. But no, I've Andrew, been talking the whole show. No, that's fine. But you've been doing a great job at it, so who who cares really? Um, with the Andrew Anthony thing, it wasn't like this class is falling apart as much as it was like that was just a bad mess singular like that was like a micro thing more than it was macro for me we kind of realized that this class isn't going to be necessarily a top 20 banger right off the bat a few weeks ago even before the andrew anthony thing but what broke me about that was everything you just said like you, you let a kid who would be the top skill position player in this class go to your rival where he's now going to be fourth in the wide receiver pecking order and not necessarily at a school that really turns out great receiver talent. Like, they took Donovan Peoples-Jones and made him a day three draft pick. I'm sure Nico Collins is going to be a day one, day two draft pick next year whenever he wants to go to the draft. But not necessarily wide receiver you, and that's where he goes to those pastures. Oh, my, that's not a great moment for this recruiting class. So that's kind of the straw that broke the camel's back because it was just that one miss. I was like, I, this this one's kind of 
inexcusable, all things considered. But hey, here we are now. Um, and you want the temperature check on how I feel about the whole class. Now, there's two sides to it. It's the good side. It's the bad side. I, there's nowhere in the middle, but there's so much good and so much bad that, well, that's kind of where we nut out at. I'll try my best to explain. So is it good that MSU can get like a top 40 class when all things considered, everything's all said and done. They just fill up the rest of the water tank with pretty solid kids like you just talked about last segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll repeat it for the 29th time uh, in the last two months, but there's a, an epidemic going on. Kids can't visit campus. New culture being replaced. Um, not necessarily a banger last few seasons for Michigan State football as well. So just to even scrap by and get a top 40 class this year, sure, is it goalpost moving? Is it kind of a, a soft goal to have? It's kind of the realistic goal you have to have. So to get that, that, that would be Pretty incredible. And guys like Gino Vandenmark, that helps. Audric Estime, that, yeah, you know what? Hot take here. This is why you guys tune in. Another four-star, that would help as well. Um, now, the bad. I, I, I don't necessarily like being ranked 13th uh, mm-hmm. in a 14-team conference. I know that's uh, mm-hmm. also another hot take <laughs> as well. And, you know, we talk about where they're batched with. They're with the Rutgers, the Illinois, the Purdue's, the... What? Why? 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 We we can we cannot be there. <laughs> That's not good. Damn it! We're Michigan State. Uh, we are better than that. But mm. once again, what are you gonna like? What are you gonna do? All, all things considered, this year I th- I think the true test will be next year's the 2022, 2022 class. Want to make sure I said that right? I think that's gonna be. The first true grade that you can give this uh, staff, right? Is, is that fair? I mean, well, I think if they sort of rally here and finish with the 38th class or 36th class, considering all that, I think you can feel okay about that. And then if you're you get to signing day, right, for the 2021 class, and you've already got a few 2022s on board, and mm-hmm. that class is looking like Antonio Gates Jr., right, yeah. four star receiver, that'd be nice. Uh, like, you know, if there's a few other guys like that, and you're like, all right, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the momentum. I'm seeing, okay, we're, we're landing some four stars. The 2022 is rounding into form. The, they finished strong on the 2021 class. Then, yeah, I think you can start to feel good about the future of recruiting at MSU. Yeah, so it, it, it's the good of that. Like, okay, things will be okay. And in a year where a lot has gone wrong and there's a lot of, uh, like, chips stacked against you, okay is actually pretty mightily fine. But then again, you look around everywhere else in the conference, and I, I mean, this is not where I'm going to hold MSU to comparison-wise, but I'm on Ohio State's page. Their average rating is 94.76. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, so, but yeah, it's just like, you look at the rest of the conference, too. Um, yeah, 13th, I, I know that everything's going to shake out. It's going to be fine, and eventually they'll be like top eight. If they can get to like six or seven average player ranking in the conference, then... That's going to be a nice breath of fresh air. Uh, th- that, that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. A deep sigh of relief. So as of now, where it stands, I'm sorry, I'm going to be a wet blanket. It's fine. Recruiting's fine. But you know what? Like a, a few weeks ago, it was not fine. So fine right now <laughs> as I sit here on Sunday night. Uh, fine is something I actually feel happy uh, saying right now for sure. I think fine's a fair grade though, right? I think that's fine. Thank you. All right. See, you, you, you got it. You see the vision. Heck yeah. All right. That is going to do it for us here on Locked On Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of our wonderful, beautiful podcast. Yeah. We do kindly appreciate it. No, Reddit, we, we, rate, we love you guys. Subscribe. Let me just try that again. I'm so sorry. Reddit, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs>
Reminder <laughs> to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever it is, we got it. And we do this three days a week. Mm-hmm. Usually every day, but once sports come back, we'll do it every day. Yes. Three days a week, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Every day. Yes. Yes. We'll be back tomorrow. So I got once again carried away. Uh, listen, Will, I, I'm I'm so unglued right now. Uh, <laughs> my my brain power is left. It, it was never here to begin with today. Uh, I I promise to bounce back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We will figure it out. But Something. Matt, hopefully, will not suck. That is my promise. I, Matt, hopefully, will not suck. I could promise effort. Stop talking. Okay. Take us home. Uh, it's, yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs>